Hello, Pastor Steve Waldrum with Biblical Archaeology Today. I am so grateful you're here with us, and I'm thankful to be your host very much. If it's your first time here, welcome. Long-time listeners, appreciate it. Appreciative is what I was trying to say. We're looking today. We're in Archaeology Magazine, uh, September, October 222. Been doing a little thing they've got on the Dazzling City of 10. may want to check out our other podcasts the last several days on that. It's like a series. And then they've got like a little sidebar called the Divine King and Queen. And so we're going to look at that today. So again, thanks for being here. Do share with your friends, family, church family. Of course, we believe in only one God, Jesus Christ. Here we go. The 17-year reign of the Pharaoh crowned as Amenhotep IV was one of the most revolutionary periods in Egyptian history. After the prosperous 39-year reign of his father, Amenhotep III, the Pharaoh inherited a peaceful kingdom, which, says Egyptologist Arlette David of the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, which is considered a pretty conservative university. Tel Aviv is pretty liberal. And there's exceptions, I'm sure, on both of those. Was a perfect setting for the blossoming of philosophical ideas, conditions the new Pharaoh took full advantage of. Amenhotep IV changed his name to Akhenaten five years into the reign of to reflect his rejection of the main gods of the established pantheon and his promotion of in their place of Aten, the god of light, or the sun god, as Egypt's principal god. He also moved the royal capital 250 miles north from Thebes and built a city there that he called Akhenaten to rival his father's dazzling Aten. Several reliefs show Akhenaten and his great royal wife, Nefertiti, extremely famous in history. I've got some podcast on her, maybe a couple from the past with various things they've discovered, with their daughters, but a newly studied relief from a monument at Karnak, city of kings, dating to around 1350 B.C., and this is approximately 100 years either side after the Exodus, if their dating is correct. Just before Akhenaten turned the Egyptian world upside down, provides fascinating insight to the mind of the Pharaoh. Notice the Pharaoh, it's like a title of kings. And uh, it's got a picture here, a relief of a, ken a kenaton, which is just a carving into a stone or metal. Uh, Nefertiti and their daughters. And then drawings of relief showing a kenaton dressing left and applying makeup below. Isn't that unique there, the men or makeup in that day? All right. The sandstone Talatut, a Kenaton standardized building block, depicts the Pharaoh and Nefertiti assisted by male servants preparing for their day. They're also shown applying makeup, having their nails cut, purifying themselves and dressing. It looks like a intimate household scene, says David Barr. Excuse me, says David, but... She believes it actually shows them appropriating a well-known daily ritual described in later papyrus documents that was performed for the cult statue in the most sacred chamber of the temple of the creator god Amon-Ra at Karnak. Through the imagery of the relief, explains David, the Pharaoh proclaims himself the divine personification of his personal god, Aten. Akhenaten didn't build everything from scratch, she says. His decision to throw away the Theban gods was extreme and shocking, 
but he used already existing rituals, images, and text and recycled them to adopt to this new vision of kingship in which he was the center of everything and alone under his God. Yet has some striking similarities to the uh, Japanese ritual as well. But fascinating. And so divinization of Pharaoh, this, you know, this is seen in um, the book of Exodus. And, you know, you could speculate that maybe he's doing away with dads or granddads, gods, because they had failed in the Exodus. But again, that would just be speculation until we have something a little more concrete, of which I don't know of. So God bless. Thanks for being here. Join us daily. Share with your friends, family, church, family. Maybe make a journal or a notebook of things you find interesting. And we'll see you later doing all things biblical archaeology. God bless. We love you. Bye-bye.